Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And this is Matthew. Uh, right now we are at the last Friday of February, which normally would mean, hey, we're going to do one of our Batman breakdowns where we've been breaking down the live action Batman films in release order. And we realized we only got one left and it's the Batman. And we already reviewed that thing. <laughs> that was the first thing we did on this show. But we figured, you know, it's almost a year uh, away from uh, or uh, from the release um, or two years. I'm sorry. It's almost two years away from the release. Sorry, I forgot. It's still 2024. Um, so we're close enough that I think it was a, it was a good idea to just let's just take a look back at it. See how it holds up for us now. Two years later. Um, see how we're feeling about it and uh, see if much like the character of Batman in that movie, uh, it has had a growth arc before we get into all that though we we do have some we do have some nice little tidbits of dc news that we can get into uh but before we even get into that uh matt how you doing bud uh up until the outage of at&t and yeah. my car dying everything was great <laughs> other than the fact that you are cut off from the outside world and can't go anywhere everything's fine yeah. which is is partially freeing except for you know work so as yeah. long as my job isn't constantly taking phone calls and driving around houston i should be fine oh wait yeah. that is my job anyway yeah, that is your job anyway <laughs> um so let's get into a little bit of news here let's start with some cool comics news which is that um uh a new uh story arc uh wait 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 wait, wait. What? how are you doing oh, you always you? blow past my answer oh. or, and or i always forget to reciprocate so i'm asking you right now how are you doing how, what's up i'm all right <laughs> no all i'm right. good i'm good Great. man Glad uh, I interrupted your... <laughs> i'm good man the, the house is all sold um yeah i'm good um we we just uh broke a world record here in town uh this past week for the longest continuous comedy festival uh here in dayton ohio so awesome you may have seen that uh on the news i know uh it's been getting some national coverage so yeah i was part of that it was an incredible experience thank you to kevin rupert and Bricky's comedy club and uh, Justin and the guys at Star City Brewing for uh, helping make that happen, and thank you to the audience and the comics that came. It was incredible. That's awesome. Um, yeah, comic book news. Uh, so there's a new, <laughs> a new arc coming from uh, Nightwing called Fallen Grayson. It's a five part series that is starting on May 21st. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you, Matt, so you can see what this cover looks like because it's, um, oh crap, I have it on the wrong browser I gotta... is this the one where he's walking through the the snow when you got all the stuff behind him yeah with him and the dog yeah yeah i, I i'm i'm there brother i, I read okay. that all the time so i know okay um yeah uh with with bitewing uh yeah the dog we love we love bitewing um yeah so this this sounds like a really cool thing um so uh, may 21st um tom taylor and bruno uh redondo they're the ones who just they just won the eisner award for this for this current run of nightwing um, they are coming back uh, here for Nightwing issue number 114. Uh, it's a five-part arc um, dealing with the whole sabotage, uh, from the heartless sabotage on him. This is basically the conclusion of the story we've been reading. Perfect. Um, perfect. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it, it is finally over, but I was getting a little tired of the weird swashbuckling Nightwing thing. <laughs> so <laughs> as cool as that costume was, like all right cool let's get him back into to, to bloodhaven let's let's get him back on point which 
probably has already happened because I usually read comics in three and four month increments. But yeah. um, but yeah, I, I beyond that, um, Tom Taylor on Nightwing has been a godsend and it's been amazing. Yeah, this is I, I'm I'm at that age and that that point in my life where like I I listen I read comics when they come out in collected uh in in collected paperbacks. So I much like with volumes one through three uh, of this story, I will be waiting on this one to be collected <laughs> in all right. five parts. Um, so that's what's going on in comics. Uh, some behind the scenes movie pitch. I I, I we you knew we were going to talk about this. How could we not? Yeah. Um, so a couple of the guys who worked on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, and we had heard rumblings of this. I think about this time last year or, or maybe later last year, the idea that, Hey, the rumor has it. There's like a Batman beyond movie in the style of spider verse being developed. And I think a lot of us kind of wrote that off as like, okay, cool. We prefer a live action one. We'd prefer actual blade runner Batman, but spider verse movies are incredible. So, and, and when you give the cyberpunk world, Batman beyond takes place in, yeah, that could work. Well, now it's, it has been revealed that that was ha that was half true. Um, uh, Patrick Harpin and uh, Yuki Demers, who worked on Across the Spider Verse, had taken to the uh, Warner Brothers and basically said, "Hey, we 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 want to pitch a Batman Beyond movie." And I'm quoting here: "They warned them there is absolutely no way we can do a Beyond movie, but when they pitched them or showed them their concept or whatever." They said never turned into maybe, and they released these these stills of their like their concept art from what they wanted to do. There's the one with like him being attacked by ink and standing on the city skyline and going through an alley. And these are these these are these are cool, Matt. These are really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If if this is what they're if they're pitching them, if this was enough to get the the studio heads to go from absolutely not to actually wait a second. Um, that that says something. What what did you think about this when you read this and heard about this? I mean, this to me, it's a no brainer. Like something like Batman Beyond is going to be more CGI than live action. Thousand percent. Your your actors may be live action, you know. So for me, just just turn the knob two more clicks. And just do the Spider-Verse thing. I mean, yeah. I think I've said it before. I know I've said it on other podcasts. I think I've said it here. Like, the fact that we have not gotten more animated films based on comics is ridiculous. The Spider-Verse yeah. movies, Big Hero 6. Like, there are certain properties out there that are just made for this. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you could have done this with Howard the Duck and it would have been awesome. Howard the Duck. Power Pack is the one I always say, like, it's a kids, kids superhero group or a superhero group made of children. Perfect for this because you don't have to worry about them aging out of the roles if you have to do sequels. Um, you know, The Incredibles, the first one was amazing. The second was something, but it was fine. It was fine. But I, I think, yeah, Batman Beyond, I think, is perfect for this. As much as you said, it's always yeah. cool to get live action, but you could do way beyond I mean, just looking at what they did with Spider-Verse creatively yeah. and artistically, if you can give me that in Batman Beyond, I would be so down for that. 
like I'm showing you this one right now. And if you guys haven't seen these images, they're they're all over the internet at this point. Um, but this one right here where it's ink attacking him and he's flying through the city. This shot right here, like this is a trailer shot. Yeah. This is this is the last shot of a trailer that makes everybody go, oh shit. Yeah. Before the title comes up and the release date. Like this is your money shot right here. Cause of because I do think that as much as I love Batman Beyond, the biggest problem the show had was its villains, which yeah. is saying something about a Batman show. But Ink was probably the best villain to come out of that, not just by comparison, but it was a damn good villain and a really cool story that, unfortunately, when you go back and watch Batman Beyond, you realize, oh, every villain basically gets one episode per season. <laughs> yeah no there are no villains other than other than Derek powers as a whole there are no villains like actual super villains that are they get more than three episodes in all of batman beyond um which is a bummer but yeah. ink was definitely the coolest and uh if, if this is if this maybe turns into a gonna happen um i hope it's not a one and done like I don't want them to do one and then be like, "There, you have it now." Now shut up for another ten years. Like, if it if it comes out and it crushes, I hope they keep going with it, like they did with Spider Verse. Like I hope they come to it with, "This isn't just a one and done to shut everybody up kind of thing." Well, even if you did, I, I mean, this is old old school. When I go this, like Buck Rogers, mm -hmm. that was a movie in the theater that essentially turned into a pilot. That essentially turned into a TV show. Well, that's what they did with Clone Wars. Yeah. So I think if you did something like that, that would be a great way to bring Batman Beyond back. Oh, if they did a movie and then and then did a an animated a, series. A series. I mean. Oh, please. Can't... No, more Batman Beyond, please and thank you. Well, because that's the thing in my mind that I really think about is like there is a gap. <clears throat> pardon me, a gap of age with cartoons right now. Yeah. Like you've got Teen Titans Go and you have Bat Wheels, which are both technically sub six years old people. They're for children. They're for they're for anybody under the age of 13. Even lower than that, I would say. <laughs> Bat, well, Bat Wheels, especially. Yeah. And then you have Harley Quinn. Yeah. There is not a single animated show right now between the ages of eight and 20. That's family friendly, but not kid friendly. Yeah. There's nothing like, like there's no there's no OG Teen Titans cartoon right now. Yeah, there's like no Young Justice is done, and I hope it is because his last yeah. two seasons. Please, there's no done. there's no Justice League Unlimited right now. There's no so yeah. getting a Batman Beyond that would rest in that that time in that age group. I think it's yeah. perfect because he's. I mean, you'll have to refresh my memory because I've only seen a couple episodes. He's still in high school, yes, like he's, later high school. Or well, we, talk, we talked about this when we did our pitches for it like a year and a half ago. Um, he's like young enough that he has a juvie that he's still in high school, but they never really say how close to being graduated he is. I mean, he can drive, he's at least 16. Okay, he's between 16 and 18. My point more is you can, he's young enough that younger kids go, it's a kid old enough where teenage can go. These are the things I'm dealing with. Yeah. And not so young that adults are going to be like, man, it's annoying watching his bim do his thing. Yeah. And I think that this is really, I'm like, again, it's weird to say it because I still have yet to go back and rewatch the whole thing is 
I think we are ripe for some kind of DC animated show within this this era. And let's be honest. No, I'm not going to do that. Forget it. I, <laughs> I was going to take a huge dump on X-Men 97, but I forgot that you're excited about don't, it. Don't you dare, sir. <laughs> don't you dare. A gambit charging Wolverine's claws is the money shot of the year, baby. Um, but I will say, like, I, you know, from what we've how heard he, about this, how is he writing him? Huh? How is he writing him? Wolverine stocky. Um, <laughs> he's a, he's a mutant. Don't worry about it. Uh, it, you really, so that's, the, that's the part you have a problem with in a show where, where dudes have claws popping out of their hands and are throwing exploding playing cards. You're like, that was that one guy carrying that, that other guy. It just cracks me up. Cause I was like, when I first saw that shot, I was like, essentially his boot tips are in the back of his belt. Okay. Sure. Why not? Roll with it. It's not the weirdest <laughs> thing to happen on that show. Um, but no, I think you're right. You know, we've heard a lot of rumblings about this Batman Cape Crusader show coming to uh, Amazon Prime, and it sounds like it's kind of in the vein of what you're talking about. Um, my Adventures with Superman was kind of there. I guess that's true. A little bit. So it's not that we're not getting it. We're just not getting a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but also, I think that's because you do those shows in such bursts because the kids stuff is always going to have high viewership because it's going to have high repeat viewership and same with the older stuff. Whereas that mid range stuff, like we're talking about, I don't know what the return on investment that is. If they still to this day are like, Hey, listen, every time we put these out, they basically break even. Well, and some of it too, is remember the reason they, the alleged reason, the big rumor reason why Young Justice was eventually canned is because the toys didn't sell. You could sell toys yeah. to little kids all day and long. You can sell collectibles to older adults. Yeah, so that may be what it is. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. there really is a show in that age gap that you could give us that would be great. But I like all about to say Batman Beyond. Yes, Spider Verse version of that. Yes. Yeah. More like, dude, new like New Gods. In Spider Verse, oh yeah. dude, oh dude, oh yes, please. Uh, so on to our next piece of news we got here. Just going to gloss over these last few. Uh, the Penguin TV series is officially wrapped filming. What? Um, uh, Carmen Ajogo is in the show, and it has not been revealed who she's playing. Um, but yeah, they have confirmed that the show has officially wrapped filming. So we since we didn't get anything at the super bowl i would imagine we've got to have something coming soon um uh, i mean when is it supposed to come out they haven't given an actual release date yet either that's that's the thing we but we've already seen some cut together footage in that in production spot they released last year um and i know that when it comes to matt reeves like we had a year between batman trailers now granted that yeah. was mostly because of the pandemic but um but yeah, so hopefully we'll get some for that soon. And then we got a couple of little pieces of Superman legacy news, um, which one is, is really interesting um, that people were posting some pictures from the, the first table read and everybody noticed that the Superman logo they're choosing to go with seems to very closely resemble the kingdom come uh, Superman uh, emblem with the the kind of weird looking S everybody had it on their uh, name cards. Isabella Merced has it on there. Sarah Simpeo, who's playing uh, Eve Tessmacher had it on there. And we also saw this recently on the crisis on infinite earth thing that the Arrowverse did. So 
our first uh, look at or angling at what kind of design we're probably going to be seeing from uh, from the Superman suit. I think that I think it makes sense. Like I think if James Gunn wants this to stand out as completely different from everything that's happened lately, uh, I think that's going to be a thing. I, I don't yeah. have a problem with that. Like, I don't know that anyone's done the yellow S on the back of the, the cape. It'd be cool if that somehow came back. Not since Dean Kane. Did, did Dean have Kane it? have it? I swear I don't, he did. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of hard because they never showed his back. No, because they didn't want you to see the strings. <laughs> and they wanted to show up his chest. Sorry. We yeah. randomly started rewatching that the other day. Does not hold up. Uh, I, mean, I don't think it holds up very well. I think it holds up better than I thought it would, but still not great. It's like, if you're talking about special effects, no. The, everything else I think yeah. still works. And like, I guess it's been so long. Like I forgot how horny that show was. Good night. Yeah, it was, it was one of those, cause it was a UPN show. You gotta remember, man, UPN was the horny network. Was it? it no, I think it was pre UPN. Was it pre UPN? It's pre -UPN. Well, but it, it was on the air at the same time as like, yeah, a lot of TV was pretty horny at the time. Uh, yeah. Silk stockings is running at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, they had a Witchblade series running at that point on Sci-Fi. Anyway, um, yeah, it comes out in '93, so way before UPN. But it was funny because my teenager loves it. Really? She's just like every night. She's like, "Hey, can we watch that again?" Well, it was very much a, um, it was very much a superhero show written for like the, the romantic comedy, superhero. the rom-com rom crowd, the the soap opera crowd like it had all the hallmarks of a decent comic book show at least for the 90s but like it was always promoted as like um like you would see like a shonda rhyme show nowadays like that yeah. kind of the melodrama as it were um and well, yeah and, but and anyway and <laughs> on top of that like it just kind of makes me laugh like like i'm gonna be weird for a second and just say like Man, Dean Kane was a good-looking dude. Holy mackerel! Good-looking dude. Well, that that again. It was it was a we it was a weeknight melodrama. You had Terry Hatcher, who very quickly became an awakening for a lot of young men and women, I'm sure, and Dean Kane, who was the exact same thing. I mean, this was yeah. a show of attractive people. Um, even Jimmy was a good-looking dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, both Jimmys, because they had two different Jimmy Olsons. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so that's our first look at uh, an idea for what we're going to see as far as Superman's logo goes um, from this table read. Also cool that they're having a table read. And also, we heard this week, they're going to be filming parts of this movie in Cleveland, Ohio, just a few hours drive away from me, because that is uh, where, um, what's his name? Oh. No, I was going to say, that was where uh, the guy who created him was from. Oh, Joe Schuster and thank you. Yeah, Joe Simon. Yeah, Schuster and Joe Schuster and Simon. We'll just go with that. Good nugget. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, they're going to be shooting part of it. Uh, so I may have to make a uh, I may have to make a trip to Cleveland. <laughs> there you go, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Good night. I figured. Yeah, there we go. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where uh, Siegel and Schuster are from. Is from Cleveland. So Perfect. that's cool. Um, all right. I think that's all the news we've got. Uh, 
thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about this movie, Matt. All right, let's do it. We need to talk about the Batman, the movie that started this podcast, the movie literally and figuratively, the movie that um, really just, I mean, you, you talk about a an experience the first time you watch this movie. Um, big screen or small screen if you're a lover of just filmmaking if you're a lover of batman if you're a lover of mystery and 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 noir i mean that first experience seeing it i mean it, i think i saw this in the theaters like five times uh which is the most i've seen any movie in a theater oh wow um and i've watched it considerably since it's been available on max um it's just a lot um, we're going to take a look back at this and see what we think about it as far as how well it's hold up. You can probably tell from the way I've been spouting about it and how I still feel about it. Um, so Matt, we'll go to you first. What, uh, how do you feel about this movie? Almost two full years removed. I don't think my opinion has changed and that it's, it's really, really good. There are aspects of this movie that I think are fantastic. Um, and it's everything Batman. Um, you know, the biggest problem I've had with a lot of the Batman movies is I was reading Batman in the eighties and nineties, and he was always working with the cops. You never see that in the movies, maybe a little bit here and there, but not even like interacting. Like he shows up, everybody leaves. He talks to Gordon and takes off. That wasn't how it was. So I'd love that you see him amidst the flat foot, amidst the, the, the detectives, amidst the crime scenes. And you really see him kind of their part of almost like the police force. I love that. I love the fact that Battinson can act through this thing. However, I cannot defend people who think the movie's too long. I, I or I cannot defend this movie against people who think it's too long. I I don't feel like it's too long, but I have to say, when I watch this movie, I never watch it front to back. I get to he talks to the Riddler, and then usually I turn it off and I go back and watch the last 20 or 30 minutes. So I think it's I can't say it's long. I just think like I you cannot make this movie a two hour movie with everything that's in it. You have to take it back to its structural core to make it a shorter film. So I can't say, oh, you could have done this. It should have been better. I just feel like, yeah, I get people who are like, no, it's too long um, because it's yeah. not an action movie. It is a noir detective film. Yeah. And but I I still I mean, I think I've watched it what is this i probably have watched it at least five or six times in the last year rookie. So those I, are rookie numbers you got to get those <laughs> numbers up you got to get those now oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, yeah i know right yeah um <laughs> All mustard stuff he's above yeah. the shoulder stuff no I, it, I can't i can't i can't argue with you about about the the, the length thing and again i i don't mind the length of it I I don't have a problem with long movies as long as there's something interesting happening. Um, and I, I I had to preface with a lot of my family and friends before they watched it. I, I had to tell them going in. I was like, understand, it's not an action movie. It's a it's a mystery. It's a long mystery with Batman in it. And I think that helped a lot of people when they first saw it because they were like, I'm glad you told me that because I would have been looking for the fights. Yeah. It's it's insane. Like like the when the action happens, it's badass. Yeah, but it's not anywhere near as constant. And because 
like like even the Nolan movies have some humor or have some things that are happening. Yeah. This is just like you're literally following Batman on a detective journey. So yeah. you're going to have those like 30 minutes of him looking through stuff and investigating and talking to people. And it's great. It's fantastic. But it for a short action film, it does not make. No. Yeah, you'd have to go back to page one on this thing and rewrite it from jump to make to get this thing under three hours because that and that's the thing too. It's like there is no fat on this steak. Like yeah. everything that's in this story services the story. There's no fluff. Um, the only fluff that was there was cut out, and that's the five minute scene with the Joker. Because ultimately it doesn't further the story along. It's just a really cool sequence. Now it does provide some context to where we're at as far as Batman's journey with the Joker. Cause I think a lot of people thought the way the movie ends is teasing that he's going to be the next big bad. Um, and I don't think that's the case. You know, Matt Reeves came out and said, we were just, that was meant to be a, he's already dealt with the Joker, not, the Joker's going to be coming back. Like now Barry Keegan did announce, did confirm in an interview that he is coming back to play the Joker in Batman part two. But again, it could just be like we've seen. He doesn't have to, he can be in it and not be the big bad, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I, I think that's the one thing I probably wouldn't have minded not seeing, but at the same time, it's not, it's not like it took up. Like, I'm glad they cut that scene out. Cause I'd have been like, yeah. what the crap are we watching? Yeah. But I think I, um, I love the scene. It has no business being in the movie. Yeah, I, I think you could easily not have had that at the end and it doesn't affect the movie in any way, shape or form. I, I don't think it. I don't think that was a, a I think that was more of a world building moment. Yeah. And again, once once Matt Reeves explained that that was meant to be because I was like a lot of people, I was kind of like, is he teasing him as the next big bad or what are we? I, I wasn't sure what that scene. And then when he came out and said, yeah, that was just meant to be a hey, we've already dealt with this thing. You know, not it it's not a, it wasn't meant to be a this is coming. It was meant to be a this has already been dealt with. Yeah. Um I think the I think the deleted scene does a better job of conveying that. Yeah. Because obviously he's already in prison and he talks about how it's the 1 year anniversary. So the deleted scene does a better job of conveying what he was trying to get across, but the scene itself everything he learned he doesn't learn anything from that he we and and the whole the the idea of him seeing himself in the riddler comes up again a few scenes later anyway so you really didn't need the scene in the movie yeah but it, i like i said i i think it's really good i i think this is one of those movies that like yeah it's batman but you i've told dozens of people like do you like noir detective films do you like noir films Go watch it. I know you're not yeah. a superhero fan. There's an there's Do you like David Fincher movies? Yeah. There's it's very David Fincher-esque. In my opinion, there's one moment that's comic book BS, <laughs> but the rest of it is real. And Which that's part? when when he's using the squirrel suit to come down and he gets oh. on the bridge and he falls like no, dude, that dude to be dead. <laughs> no, when he when he hits the bridge, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the only part I was like. Or he lays there and he slowly crawls away and he has to reset some. He, he stood up a little too fast after yeah. that. I mean, he was clearly in pain, but he stood up a little too yeah, fast. Yeah, that was my only like, all right, you had me until oh, this. The only, see, see, for me, the only thing that was really a little outlandish was um, when they are 
when the final big action sequence starts when he when he busts in to take out the riddler goons did he did he take the time to set up those explosives along the curvature of that thing perfectly for the drama like or were those already there because don't get me wrong the entrance is a 10 out of 10 no notes whatsoever but i can't help but think about but this this is where my nerd brain goes it's like how long did that take how many how many people were getting shot while he was going nope got it spent the explosive gel in just the right shape i I, I I said the same thing about the dark night when the dark night rises when he lights it up and there's the flaming bat signal on the tower i was like did he spend 15 hours painting that because that's about how long that would have taken i i just think it must have been he has the that's what the gun on his hip is is the bomb gun just like batman had it in dark knight where he could shoot the Oh. the sticky bombs I, I think it's just a pistol and he just shot it took him like 45 seconds yeah i'm gonna was, go with that <laughs> no that was that was the one moment in the movie where, where even i was kind of like okay he could have just busted down through the skylight i appreciate i appreciate the flourish you know to quote batman forever showmanship um but it was it was i was kind of like okay that doesn't make i don't know whatever it's cool it's fine i'm in yeah, there's always those weird moments of movies where I go like, there's a story. Like, I know we're going off tangent, but this always cracks me up. Well, this is the whole point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Yeah. It is an amazing entrance when those two gigantic hangar doors open and Darth Maul is in the middle. Yeah. There's no physical way he could open that door. It was an automated door. It was an automated door. Yeah, it was. He opened it because it opened long before anybody showed up. He also has the force, dude. I know, I know, but it's still that means he had at one it's... point go like rock pong. Oh, well, <laughs> well it's, you can say the same thing about the Empire Strikes Back when they walk in the dining room and Boba Fett and Vader are just standing in it back there. It's like, did Vader did Vader walk in and be like, okay, so you sit there and you stand there and we're yeah. just gonna stand here and we're just not gonna say anything and then they're gonna walk in, they're gonna be totally spooked. Okay. So yes, I always crack up at some of those moments where you're like, there's a story here we're not seeing. And sometimes yeah. I think that's if I had it my own Saturday Night Live thing, I would do a continuing gag of the story we don't see. Oh yeah. That's why I love I, I love it. That's I mean, that's why people love Wicked so much, is because it's the story you don't see with the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um we love that stuff. Um yeah this movie to me is aged like a fine wine um i i just i can't get enough of this movie uh just everything from the aesthetic to the to the design the sound the music i still think this movie was criminally snubbed uh at the oscars for original score uh michael giacchino should have been nominated for this movie score a thousand percent and i will die on that hill um yeah man i i i just i can't get enough of this movie i like i said it in our initial review i've said it a million times i cannot truly express just how many boxes this movie ticked for me yeah as far as my perfect batman movie goes and it's one of those things that it's i so i love it but it also makes me infinitely worried that the seat about the sequel because that was kind of the problem with the dark knight rises was you had to follow up the dark knight so you're already in an uphill battle. You've already got such a high standard to be held against. So I'm trying to like 
remind myself like i need to as once we start knowing once the movie starts getting to the point where it's going to come out it's like i'm going to have to remember to temper my expectations because <laughs> i don't i don't want to be let down by the hype of a different movie you know what i mean yeah no i think i'm i think it'll be interesting like i i think we're at that point now especially given matt reeves track record with the planet of the apes movies he 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 upped the ante each time damn right he did so that new one looks cool too it's not I, him but then i'm one not invested cool. i haven't seen it i've just heard i'm going by oh, baby. And your reaction is enough to say that yeah he has done that so for yeah. me i go if he did it with a franchise that in my opinion is okay sure it was dead yeah. nobody gave a shit about planet of the apes nobody yeah. gave a shit the last one anybody remembered was the was the Tim Burton one with Mark Wahlberg, and then before really? that, and yeah, exactly, and then before that, God knows how long, however long it had been since then. So, when that first one came out, and everybody was like, "Yo, this is actually pretty dope," and then Matt Reeves jumps in with the next one, and then he cobbles cobbles it all off with 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 War, um, which was a great movie, but had a terrible title because there was no actual war. There was a small skirmish. It wasn't really a war, but, uh, <laughs> but the movie was incredible. Yeah, and. I Matt Re, I mean, and look, Cloverfield, man. People forget he's the guy that did Clover. Everyone gives JJ Abrams credit for 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 Cloverfield. JJ produced, produced that. Matt Reeves directed it, and that, uh, you know, Ten Cloverfield Lane was really good. Um, but the first Cloverfield was just a, an absolute incredible feat of filmmaking. Say what you will about the movie, here, neither here nor there, but from a filmmaking standpoint, it's incredible. So I have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves. I'm just I, I have to I have to sometimes remember to calm my own pants a little bit because I can get I can I can overhype things for myself a little bit. Yeah, that's you know, it's good. And I, I and but yeah, I have I'm excited to see just because like the one I think the one thing that I wasn't a fan of in this movie, but I get the choice is the Bruce Wayne side. Like what do you mean? Just you know, we don't ever get the suave, smooth playboy Bruce Wayne. That's the next movie. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, this is where for me, I'm on the cusp of saying he's my favorite Batman, but I need the total performance. Mm. You know, most of well, the guys. He's not Batman, out of costume much in this movie anyway, which is perfect. I like that. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, it's like, like Christian Bale got to be Batman in three films. We yeah. got to see him do pretty much every single version of Batman somebody could. The older version, the younger version, the playboy, the not playboy, the bat, the angry bub. He got to do the gauntlet. And he's the only actor who's ever done that, gotten three Batman movies to himself. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's, you know, like Ben Affleck, I think could have been great had he been given a script that was worthy of what he was willing to do. Because even the couple of couple of minutes we get with him as Playboy Bruce Wayne and BVS are like, I'm like, oh, he's good at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought this was where the bathroom was. Oh, that might say, like those shoes. <laughs> yeah, like those shoes. That is stupid. But I think, yeah, but I think that that's what, like, I need one more movie with him, and then I think he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of Batman's. Yeah. Yeah, I I am. Yeah, I just I never get enough of this movie. I watch it all the time when it was like, oh, I need to rewatch this for the show. I mean, I really don't because I watch it probably once a week, but uh, not always all at once. Sometimes it's just like I like because I love the aesthetic that the movie creates. I love the atmosphere yeah. the movie creates. It makes it makes for something good to have on 
especially like in the background when I'm when I'm working from home because then it's like, oh wow, I'm at this part. Cool, I've earned a break. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great way to measure how much time you spend on something. And I can't um, wait to see more of that Batmobile. Oh, buddy, I I have a, I'm I'm hard pressed to, as to where to put it for my favorite Batmobile, only just because I didn't get enough of it. Yeah, I mean, let me phrase it. I got enough of it for the movie. Um, I haven't gotten enough of it in my life to to say yet because I don't think it was done yet. I want to see the fully fit. That was the functional product. Yeah. I want to see the fully finished product. Um, and like, if they decide to just go with that one in general, that's I'm cool with that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's totally awesome. Did I send you one of those Hot Wheels? You sure enough did. Yeah, that's right. That thing's awesome. Yes, it is. But I, I, I mean, that's that's pretty much like I think it's great. It's definitely top tier Batman. It definitely, for me, one of the closest versions of Batman to what we see. Like you said before, he's more Batman than he's not, and that is how the comics go. He yeah. is, you know, you know, it's it's. I think it's great. It, it it does the thing I don't like, but all the Batmans have done that. I don't like Batman in armor, but I get why you do it. Yeah. Um, but he's also he's not wearing like head to toe suit of armor like that is a that's a tactical suit. You know what well, I mean? I that's just a mean, suit that's armored. It's armored in in all the right. It, it yes. It does what it does what the Dark Knight suit was trying to go for without looking so ridiculous. Yeah, and that, but I'm I mean more like the moment you make Batman bulletproof to me it takes away some of his cool. But again, in live action. I don't know that you can get away with not having him be bulletproof. I mean, it's it's just it's just kind of that's one of those things. Like that's the reality of the situation. People want a grounded, realistic Batman. He's gonna have to wear armor. He's gonna have to. These, you know, too many of these criminals are armed to the teeth. He'd be an idiot not to. Yeah. Um, he can take a beating. He can't take a bullet. That's just that that's just the laws of human of humanity. So, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things you just you, you kind of just got to have to. But again, they they made they did what I think they were trying to do with Bale's second suit, which is he's like, oh, I want it to be more flexible, but still be armored. And instead you get just this weird set of pads and it just it looked weird. Yeah. No, I um, think it looks great. It's if I thought I could pull off that cowl, I would do the suit. <laughs> well, what, I, what I love about it is it's 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 compact enough that remember, he packs it up into a into a backpack and carries it around. Yeah, which I think is the first time we've ever seen truly Batman on the streets. Yeah, in in in, in them doing that because usually it's just him up on the rooftops. Yeah. It's like no, the crime isn't on the rooftops. The crime the crime is on the streets. So he's got to be able to blend in, and then when the time comes, be ready. But yeah. you also feel like he can handle himself even without the suit. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean he he's he's got the skill, and I like that they did that. So it's, but yeah, it's, I, I'll watch it again. I'll watch it several more times. I know it's going to constantly be in my rotation. And like you said, it's one of those, like I'll watch 20, 30 minutes of it and then go off and do something else and maybe come back to it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to the sequel. I, I think this movie is going to age perfectly. And yeah. um, I, I really can't wait to see what, what Pattinson does with this thing. Yeah. Very excited for part two. Um, now that we know the penguin has finished wrapping, 
I'm sure it'll be a little bit, and then we'll start to hear some more news about the Batman Part 2 going into production, because last I heard, it was slated for a 2025 release, um, and it's already the end of February 2024. So, you know, it's a lot of work, but who knows? Maybe they've been working on both simultaneously, because Matt Reeves pretty much just picked up right from where the Batman left off with the Penguin. So, Well, something did occur to me, if if I can continue, or do you yeah. want to stop? Um, because they were talking about the fact that they announced the Fantastic Four thing, and they're saying yeah. it's going to come out in July. Yeah. Well, that's under a year and a half away. They've been working on that. Well, the other thing that occurred to me, because you're right, like you have CGI characters. You're, it's going to be CGI heavy. Yeah. But I don't know why it didn't occur to me until the other day when I was listening to another podcast talk about it. Like, you know what is save, is going to save so much time in post-production? Mm. The volume. Yeah. It absolutely you can is. do all that stuff in the volume. Now, I don't know what the prep time is to get the volume ready to do what you need to do. Yeah. But my point is like, once you film in the volume, you don't have to do backgrounds. Yeah. You don't have to do these things. Everything's done. So now it's just, you got to create that CGI character. So yeah. I think it's totally within the realm of possibility, depending on how much volume use they use to get a film like Fantastic Four shot in a year and under a year and a half. Well, but not only that, you got to remember Pedro Pascal was showing up at all the award shows with his arm in a sling and everybody kept asking him what happened and he wouldn't talk about it. I'm willing to bet he got hurt on the set of Fantastic Four and hadn't been cleared to make the announcement yet. Oh, I'm, yeah, I, I am solidly of the mind that they're filming right now. Yeah, or almost done. Like they have, that 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 film is well into production. Like, but my, my my point more so being that if the Batman plans on coming out next year, they need to roll soon <laughs> because Superman Superman is already in the table read stage with sets yeah. built and start shooting in a couple of weeks. That's and they're, and they're aiming for next summer. So they, if they're going to, if they're planning on coming out in 2025, they better start rolling. Yeah. Um, I imagine Matt Reeves would like a break in between because he's, <laughs> I don't know how involved he is in the post-production process on the penguin. But I would imagine he'd like a break at some point uh, before starting on the Batman Part Two, because last we had heard from from Jeffrey Wright was scripts hadn't gone out yet. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, and uh, it's it, you know it's great that we were able to come full circle with this movie with uh, as far as talking about it on this show um in bringing an end to our live action batman breakdowns which is now gets into you know we've talked about this before but what are we going to do next uh and we're going to go into uh the year ones of the bat family and and the bat universe as it were um so starting uh at the end of march we will be hitting uh batman year one and uh we'll be going from there from one month to the next we're going to do robin and nightwing and batgirl and uh, the origins of some other characters. We'll go through Batman Year Two and Year Three as well, because um, they bear discussing. Yes, um, they're 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 they bear discussing, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a lot more comic stuff uh, every month, uh, starting next month with the Batman Year One. And if there's anything you guys want us to cover, even if we're not doing a Q&A episode, if you're like, you know what, I'd love to hear you guys talk about this cartoon or yeah. this DVD or this storyline or whatever, 
let us know and you know that'll give us some because sometimes we're sitting here going like what's the next thing we do let's talk yeah. about batman's boots and how different his boots yeah. are in every movie like we've got we've got <laughs> some episodes planned out you know we are coming up on 100 episodes here soon and we're, we're going to do something special for that we'll talk more about that uh here in the coming weeks but um yeah if you guys ever anything because because there's a lot and we are going to overlook some stuff we're going to miss some stuff so yeah if there's a if there's a particular comic run you'd like us to really get into um you know if there's a, a a movie or a show or something that you know maybe we've just glossed over um please by all means let us know or you know because we look it's, it's really easy to do it all you got to do is go to our facebook page facebook.com slash watb pod dumbest url ever i hate putting pod at the end of it but whatever it's what i could get um please let us know on there if you listen to us on the good pods app which i hope you're doing and thank you if you are um you can leave us comments on individual episodes um you know your ratings and reviews of the show go a long way guys so so we appreciate them whenever we whenever uh you leave us one and yeah we are gonna we're gonna get into the comics this year we got a lot more cool episodes planned uh as well Thank you guys for sticking around with us. Uh, you can find me on social media at Mr. Mike Shea. You can find me at Mr. J Ninja. That is going to do it for this week on We Are the Batman. We'll see you again next time. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye bye.